Welcome back to the channel. As you may be aware, I don't know what it was, maybe two weeks ago, YouTube deplatformed my channel. I can't even begin to tell you how many hundreds of videos just disappeared in the blink of an eye. Now, I have a lot of those archived, uh, the finished products, but sadly, not all of them. Now, uh, people have said to me, oh my God, what happened to this video and that video and the other video that were on YouTube? They were really helpful and really great, and we use them repeatedly to, to show people this fact or this law or this science. Uh, so I was going through some of the old archives from, I don't know, 2018, and I found one that I thought was really interesting, and it deals with me actually going down and meeting with the IRS. You're probably aware I'm the author of Income Tax Shattering the Mist, and I haven't filed income tax returns or paid income tax in... Well, since 1993, right, and I, the Income Tax Starting the Mist is the best-selling book telling the truth about the income tax in the country. So back in my early days, if the IRS was like, hey, we want you to come down and talk to us, I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> absolutely. Let's, let's, let's have it out. Let's talk. Let's, let's lay the law on the table and see where that comes out. So I found a video in which I described one of those encounters, and I wanted to share it with you today. I'm Dave Champion. Most of you who've been following me for any length of time probably know that I'm the author of Income Tax Shattering the Myths, but I've never really shared any stories with you about the early days, my, I don't know, battles with the IRS. Some of them are downright hysterical, and I thought I'd share one with you today. Let me start by giving you the background and framework. I'm guessing what I'm about to share with you probably took place in 97-ish. Hard for me to remember all those years back, but I'm pretty sure it was right in about that range. And the context was an IRS agent had sent me a letter and said, we'd like you to come down and talk to us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know most people, they, they, they would want to run for the hills when they got such a letter. But me, I'm like, I know what the law says. Yeah, I'll be happy to come down and talk with you. So I did. I drove all the way down to 300 North Los Angeles Street, which back then, pre-9-11, was the main federal agency building. So I show up there, and I always had a protocol that I followed whenever I knew I was going to be talking to an IRS employee, and that is I would take a tape recorder with cassette tapes. Remember what year this was, right? Um, so there was no dispute about who said what and how it was said. And then I would take a witness. And the reason I would take a witness is in case later I had to produce a copy of the recording and the government said, oh, you edited that recording. I have a real live witness who would say, no, I was in the room. And the Tape isn't edited. It's exactly what was said. Okay, so I show up in the IRS's office and I ask to speak to this IRS employee. And the guy comes out and he's, <laughs> he's probably like 6'5", like 320 pounds, big black dude, um, shoved into a suit, right? I mean, it looked like he was bulging out everywhere from the suit. He seemed to me to be in his late 20s. We all shake hands and introductions go around. And then we head off to one of the IRS meeting rooms. Now, these meeting rooms are very sterile. It's almost like a police station interview room. Just four walls, a steel table, and a couple of steel chairs, and that's it. So we all get comfortable in the room. And this 
gigantic IRS agent who looked like he was like the, the front line from UCLA or something, right? He puts three forms 1040 on the table. He says, I want you to sign these. <clears throat> why would I do that? <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I know the law. So the question is, why would I do that? In fact, not only do I know I'm not the person upon whom Congress is maybe liable, especially using a Form 1040, but I also know I'd be committing a federal crime. I'd be committing perjury to attest on that 1040. I am that guy when I know I'm not that guy, right? So, but I'm not going to get into all that with him. He doesn't know any of that. He's just a functionary, right? So <clears throat> I said, why would I do that? And he says, well, you need to blah, blah, blah. I, I said, okay, so I don't know if you want to debate the law. I don't want to debate the law with you. I know the law. Yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Um, so we're back to why would I do that? Because your understanding of the law is propaganda, and my understanding of the law is actually the law. So why would I do that? So he responds and says, you're going to sign these returns. Because if you don't, I'm going to take every single thing you own from you. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, no, you're not because you can't. And if you could, you wouldn't be wasting your time sitting here with me trying to get me to sign these returns. You'd already be taking all my shit. So yeah, no, don't even go there, dude. I don't know whether what I'm about to share with you was actual emotion on his part or whether he was acting, uh, whether he determined in his life earlier that being 6'5 and like 320 pounds, he could use that to his advantage to intimidate people. I don't know what the story was, but the next thing is he stands up, he takes his ham hock of a hand and he slams it on the steel table. Boom! And the whole fucking steel table jumps in the air. I'm not kidding. It like bounces up. <laughs> And he says, you're going to sign these returns right now. I'm looking at my witness. <laughs> I'm like, dude, sit down. You're making an ass of yourself. And um, he sat down. And I, I, again, I couldn't read him. I didn't know whether, again, that was an act or whether it was truly an emotion he was experiencing because he tried option A and that failed miserably. He tried option B and that failed miserably. So maybe he was literally emotionally upset and tried to intimidate me. I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, when I told him, you're making an ass of yourself, sit down, dude. <clears throat> he did. And of course, all this is on the recording, the slamming of the ham hock on the table. And you can hear I'm, the recorder was on the table. So I'm pretty sure you <laughs> hear the table jumping up in the air, right? Um, and then he says to me, he calmly says to me, Mr. Champion, you're not here to cooperate, are you? Said in sort of a menacing tone, right? And I said, well, it depends on what you mean by cooperate. Cooperate as far as obedience to the law? Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for that. That's why I'm here to talk to you so we can discuss this and I can show you what the law really says. If you mean I'm here to cooperate with the bullshit you're making up, then no, I'm not here to cooperate. <laughs> and that was pretty much the end of the meeting. I don't know whether he just determined that uh, there was no purpose, no reason to go further, or whether he 
had enough of me. I, I don't know what the reason was. Um, <clears throat> but nevertheless, at that point, he said, this meeting is over. The IRS, just as you see from this story, is all about blustered intimidation. So why was I so comfortable going down there and calling it like it went down? Just here you go, dude. I'm just going to tell you exactly what's in here. It's going to come right out. If you don't like it, screw you. So why? Well, because I know the law. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, the law isn't really that difficult to understand. It's not difficult at all, as a matter of fact. What it is, is it's difficult to discern. It's difficult to locate. It's difficult to take a constellation of 1,700 different things and pull them all together in a reasonable manner. When you have a life, you've got kids, you've got a job, you've got recreational things you'd love to do. Who has the time for that, right? Well, I was very fortunate at that time. I owned a business and I had a... Uh, uh, a gentleman who handled most of the field work for that business. And that allowed me great, a great amount of time to spend a research. And that research in 2010, after 17 years, yeah, resulted in income tax shattering the myth. So I share this big story with you to let you know that that's how confident you can be. In fact, I mean, I, I did it just because it's me, but you may consider it cocky. <laughs> but if you know the law and if you have the facts, you can speak the same exact way to them. That video always makes me laugh because the, the IRS, they're such bozos. And if you know the law, as I just stated, uh, you can talk to them the same way, but you have to know the law. So I want to encourage you to go to drreality.news, grab yourself a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist. It's, it's, people have often described it as a, a page turner. It's like a mystery. It's, it's a whodunit. You know, when you begin the book, who done it, but exactly how it's been done and exactly how they've rolled this thing out from 1913 forward. And then you get to see, aha, this, the legislation says it doesn't apply to the ordinary American. Aha, the regulations say it doesn't apply to the ordinary Americans. The Supreme Court says it doesn't apply to the American people. Internal IRS documents that the IRS never thought the public would get their hands on, and I did, says the income tax was never imposed on the ordinary American who gets up, gets kids off to school, has a cup of coffee, goes out, does whatever they do for a living, and gets some money. Yeah, Congress never imposed the income tax on that person. And in the 400 pages of Income Tax Shattering the Mist, through this whodunit, this mystery that's so intriguing and interesting, I literally know people who tell me, oh yeah, I've read it four or five times because I enjoy it so much. Even though it's a history and law book, it's written in a way that's appealing. Uh, and then when you're done, you are the expert in the room. And it doesn't matter with whom you're in the room. It doesn't matter whether it's an accountant. It doesn't matter whether it's a CPA. It doesn't matter whether it's a CFO. It doesn't matter whether it's a tax attorney. Once you have finished income tax shattering the myths, you are the expert in the room. And if you so choose, your choice, if you so choose, you can simply exit the income tax system. But don't ever, 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 ever try that until you've actually read and understand the law, which you will at the conclusion of Income Tax Shattering the Mist. So head over to drreality.news, pick yourself up a copy. While you're there, 
at least have a look at body science, maybe purchase them both. Uh, body science does the same thing concern, concerning human physiology, most specifically with an emphasis towards nutritional metabolism, that, that side of our physiology. It, the reason that America is the most ill society in the history of the world at this time, there is no society in all of mankind's history that has ever been more ill than the American people. And the reason is the same as the income tax, because you've been lied to and you haven't seen the actual real physiology. Now, I'm not blaming you. You've been lied to and you've been lied to so that various industries, which are today trillion-dollar industries, can continue to profit as Americans become sick and die, and in many cases die decades premature to how they would otherwise die. So if you if that appeals to you, that you actually want to know the truth about that, grab yourself a copy of Body Science as well, Income Tax Shattering the Myths and Body Science. And by doing that, not only do you get this fabulous information, not only are you empowered, not only do you help yourself, but you also help me to be able to be remain here for you. Thank you.